I'm Ana Zena, and you're listening to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. If you're ready to take your fitness, your body, and your life to the next level, then this is the place to be. And I'm so excited you're here, so now let's begin. Yo. Yo, it's been a minute. Hey, it's me, your girl, back from London, living life. It was my birthday this past weekend. So today I wanted to recap my trip and talk about nutrition and health and time management and everything that it takes to really be your most fit, lit self. That's why this podcast is called Stay Fit, Stay Lit. Because I believe and know that if you really take care of yourself and your body and your mind from the inside out, you're gonna live your best life. It's kind of common sense. If you drink enough water, eat well, sleep, meditate, work out, do your skincare, don't let yourself get stressed or triggered. The reason I'm making this episode right now is because I just had so many good downloads because I sat and I meditated, had a joint beforehand, and now I'm high on life. And I realized I am no longer going to let anybody trigger me or bring out some weak ass version of myself. Don't ever let anybody have you losing your cool. And it's any situation, relationships, business, personal, even customer support. Because real talk, I used to be one of those people that would get rude to customer service people like on the phone because they can't see you. Like when I was young, I would say probably when I was in like my teens and 20s, like when I first moved out of the house, because honestly, I was really stressed out. Like my family pretty much had me out at 18 and on my own. So I had to really grow up fast, so. That's why I moved to New York at like age 22 and like I started a business and had my own apartment. And those of you that know me, you know my journey. If you don't know me, I'm Amina Zena. I am me. I'm a personal trainer, group fitness instructor, musician, DJ, entrepreneur. Still figuring out my story, but I know what I want. That's what I realized because it was just my birthday, 34 years young. I feel more like 24 and I know I look good and I feel like it's time to just accept the amount of time you've been on the earth. But the thing is, I also don't believe fully in a uh, chronological age. Biological age is definitely a thing. People that look younger than people, it's just the truth. You're taking better care of yourself. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And that's also why I wanted to make this podcast because if you really take care of your body, you're gonna feel good. You're gonna solve most of your health issues. I know that's like vague. I'm not a doctor. I'm a personal trainer, like I said, instructor for 14 years at this point. I've had thousands of clients. I've seen people really succeed. Like I've seen people, I couldn't even believe their results. I've had clients transform their bodies in three weeks and I'm like, damn, I did not even know it could get that good. And I've seen people go through my whole program for years and really not make a lot of results. And that has nothing to do with me or my knowledge or my ability to coach. If anything, you know, they stuck with me for two years and everybody always gets results when you work with me. Like I wanna be very clear because sometimes the result is you finally realizing and seeing yourself for the first time. On the most minimum level, you gain a different level of self-awareness because if you've never done a squat, if you've never really taken the time to even understand what a protein, fat, and carb are, that's invaluable. So results depend on so many different things. How well-versed are you in nutrition? How motivated are you? How much time do you have? What's your age chronologically and biologically? 
there's so many factors that determine results. So that's why it's not fair to judge people that take a longer time. It might take you a year or two to get the results somebody got in three or four months. That's a fact of life and it has nothing to do with you. It's having to do with you. <laughs> it does have to do with you, but you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with doing you because like I said, I moved out of the house at 18. I was in New York City in my own one bedroom apartment running a business making pretty good money by the time I was 23. I would traveled to at least a few countries and I've been, like I said, financially independent since 18. But there's a lot of things I haven't done yet or won't done yet. Like I've never been pregnant or had kids and I'm 34, right? I've never been married in a relationship like that and I'm 34. So some timelines are different than others. So your fitness timeline may not look like anybody else's, but I always like to err on the side of what is possible. I like to see, wow, there's people that can do handstand push-ups and do claps. So like I can get up and do a few more squats. It's not to compare, but at a certain point, we have to face the fact that we will compare. Everybody don't compare, don't compare. And I just told you not to compare. I'm very aware of that. It's just that you can't compare your timeline to somebody else's, but you can also compare your timeline to somebody else's and see what else is possible. Not because you need to switch it up and go at a different pace unless you really want to, but more so to see, okay, this is possible. So I know that if I want to go really fast or maybe I can try speeding things up and it wouldn't be so bad, I'll try it. And then maybe you try speeding it up and you're like, yo, it's a little too fast for me. I was cool at this pace, but I know I'll get there eventually. So with fitness, transformations can happen fast or slow. I just feel like usually I kind of see fast-ish at least or it almost just doesn't happen because the body wants to be in homeostasis, right? The body wants to maintain where it's at. It's easier to maintain than it is to lean out or bulk. That's why you're gonna to need to be a professional if you wanna be a bodybuilder because it takes a lot of focus, a lot of food, a lot of time, a lot of intention. So if you are somebody making fitness gains, it usually happens kinda of quick, but it can continue to build, it can continue to compound. Kind of like if you're going to invest in something, it's like putting in a large principal amount and then the interest grows. But usually it's that one big deposit that you make and then it starts building on itself. So it's like that one big recomp that you do, whether it's gaining or losing weight. Because I've seen people and I know people that either they gain a lot of weight and that's their whole thing, because some people, that's their goal. And some people wanna lose weight and that's their thing. And then they maintain it from there. And the people that wanna get big, sure, they might get a little bigger over time, but they also maintain what they built in the first place. So all of that to say, trust the timing of your journey, trust that things will get better over time, but at the same time, when it comes to other things in your life, you just have to keep it real with yourself. I think chronological age is a good reminder that you're not getting any younger necessarily. I think you can reverse age to some extent, but on some real shit, your time is gonna pass whether you biohack or not. Like I go to red light therapy every single day, I go to cryotherapy every single day, and I definitely feel like it's keeping me young. I have zero wrinkles on my face, you know, I can pass for something in my 20s. And sometimes people in their 30s might look like they're 40 plus. And that's just, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but y'all know what it is. And how does that happen? A lack of taking care of yourself, a lack of sleep because you're stressed, 
because you're not eating well, because you're not training right. You know what I mean? It's all a compounding ripple effect. And this isn't to be mean or anything like that, but it's just the truth. Like we all wanna look our best. We all wanna feel our best. We all wanna be optimal. And I know that some of society's beauty standards are hard to reach, but at the same time, I'm always, I'm a paradox, yo. I'm yin and yang. And I realize I have stretch marks, I have cellulite. I would say I have loose skin because I had lost weight, but it actually has tightened up significantly to the point where I don't really see it anymore. Like I don't really have loose skin like that. So yeah, I did tighten it up. And being somebody that's had several different body types, I have been society's worst nightmare. Like I have been morbidly obese, but I also have been kind of the beauty standard. Like my body's pretty much fire. Like I'm not gonna lie. And when Kim Kardashian set the tone for big butts and small ways to be a thing, like I was right at that standard and I did it naturally. And it takes a little bit of discipline with the food. Like it's not always easy to make yourself eat a chicken salad when you're craving, you know, some candies and muffins. It's not always easy to chug another protein shake with water and powder, but it's also not that hard. Like having a flat stomach and a reasonably decent body isn't something that requires mad surgery and all this sort of stuff. So I get it, there is a standard that's high in the beauty world, but as somebody that is in fitness and that's hyper aware of how people look, and yeah, there's fillers and all these things you can do, but ultimately you can look good with just some workouts and eating well, if you're really consistent and mindful. That's the thing, you have to be hella consistent and mindful, but that's not hard and it's not necessarily, it's not damaging to you at all. Sometimes it's interesting, I'm meant to challenge people, that's part of having a trainer, remember that. When you wanna get better in fitness, you need a challenge because that's what changes you. Getting uncomfortable in the way you see things and think about things is what expands your perspective. So if you're hearing things that I'm saying and you feel triggered or annoyed, this is your chance to practice not getting triggered or annoyed by what I'm saying. It's your chance to just be like, hmm, I'm gonna consider this and think critically. I'm not going to have an emotional attachment to whatever Amin is saying. Like I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna think about it and yeah, maybe you don't agree with me. And maybe you do, but that's good practice. And I say this because you gotta change your perspective. You gotta get a little bit uncomfortable if you wanna grow your body. And I know that it's not always easy, but it's always worth it. You have to know this. It's not always easy, but it's always worth it. And I don't even know where I'm going anymore. That's a fact. I'm so lost in life and I love it because we're all lost. That's another thing too. So I don't really try to make sense of anything. I just do what feels right. And I follow my intuition. And I know that looking good and feeling good is so important. And making sure that you don't let people trigger you and your stress because stress is actually what ages you the most. Stress is actually what causes your hair to go gray and your wrinkles and it causes your stomach to give you inflammation. and. It causes your cells to break down and it causes you to be tired and have fatigue and have headaches. Stress is like the number one killer. And the best way to avoid stress is not meditation, it's actually getting like eight plus hours of sleep every night. I strongly believe in that. So, and I notice it in my clients. The clients I have that really get eight hours of sleep every night, their skin is perfect. You know, they're usually the ones that actually get results. Like for real, so many clients that don't get results are the ones getting six hours of sleep, not getting into REM, 
drinking too much, which isn't allowing you to get into REM. So prioritize sleep, prioritize yourself, prioritize luxury. I wanna say normalize luxury. Normalize everything going right for you. Normalize having the best of the best. I normalized that a minute ago and I'm so glad I did. It doesn't have to make sense. It don't have to make sense for you to be rich and successful and have what you want. As long as you feel like you are, you will be. Everything will come to you. You still have to work a bit. That's the thing too. The, the thing about manifestation is yes, of course, feeling how you wanna feel is like 75% of it. The same way with nutrition, 75% of results in fitness is nutrition, but it has to get to 100. The circle has to go full circle. So when it comes to manifestation, 75% of it is how you feel and the other 25% of it is taking action. And it's the same with the fitness results. 75% of it is what you eat and 25% of it is what you do. And that's why I say the beauty standard isn't necessarily that hard to reach but you really have to clean it up. It means like very minimal processed food, which isn't punishment. That's another thing too. It's okay to have brownies and cookies and things like that. But if you're having, you know, five, 600 calories of cookies every day, processed sugar, and it's causing, you know, your bloodstream and your blood sugar to spike and crash, and it's causing you to be a pre-diabetic, I mean, no amount of sleeping or working out is going to change that, okay? So nutrition is like 75% of it, but you need to sleep eight hours and you need to do the right sort of training, okay? That's what you gotta do. But yeah, London was cool. I don't really like London that much. Like, okay, I don't hate it, but I don't love it, even though I'm there all the time. I know that I have family history from there, so I do kind of weirdly feel at home. London to me feels like New York. It feels like New York, but cleaner and not necessarily like a movie. London is fun, I do really like it. I wouldn't say love, but I really, really like London. It's a vibe, mad expensive. I don't use the word expensive because I know that you can afford anything you want to afford and that's exactly my attitude towards London. Of course I can afford it, I can afford whatever I want. It's just that mm, sometimes you're there and it's like, I don't know. This experience doesn't necessarily feel like it's worth the price, but my time and what I wanna do is always worth the price, which is why I pay for it. Like I said, I really like London. I'll be back. I've been there three times. I'm sure I'll be back. It's just one of those places, same way I fucking hate New York. I literally hate New York, but I love it at the same time, and it's mad toxic. And the reason I love New York is because of the opportunity you have there to be what you want, to do what you want. Everybody there is under the same wavelength of like, let's get to business, let's, Let's do this. Like everywhere you go, there's a show, there's people who wanna make it, there's people being creative, there's people hustling, there's people on the street, there's people crying, children hurting. You remember that song? <laughs> if you practice what you preach, man, New York has a serious homelessness issue. Not to completely change the subject, but it's America needs to really get it together. America, y'all need to get it together. There's a reason I moved to Amsterdam, and if you're listening to this and you live in America and you wanna get out of the country, I think you might you might have a good plan there, buddy. Might be time to get on out of the country, if you want to, if you can. Some people love America. Hey, I'm always gonna be an American citizen for a reason. America will always be my quote-unquote home. Mm. America doesn't feel like home to me, weirdly enough. Even though I spent 29 years there, I have family there, and I feel more at home in Amsterdam. I don't know, I'm weird. And that's the thing. 
doesn't have to make sense. It just has to feel right. Like I'm so blessed and grateful for my life out here. I'm like, wow, it's beautiful. I never, ever, ever, ever take for granted or get over how beautiful Amsterdam is as a place. I know there's a crazy history here, but I'm talking about it right now, 2023. So time management, man. I was just looking at my Instagram before this podcast and I have to go soon, but I only spend 21 minutes a day on Instagram and that's impressive to me because Instagram gives me anxiety. And sometimes people be like, oh, I just scroll for an hour or two. How do you scroll for an hour? I honestly, I do like five minute bursts like three or four times a day. I can barely stay on Instagram. It just, it just isn't all the way it for me. Even though everybody tells you how amazing it is and you grow your business. And I get to the point. I post my stuff, I DM the people, I check on a few people and I get the fuck out. I, that's it. You know, you don't need to spend all your time on Instagram, okay? I probably spend three or four hours just consuming in- internet stuff. Like, I mean, all internet, email, online shopping. For me, I'm mostly on YouTube every day because I like content that does not require you to be fully consumed in it. And Instagram and TikTok, that's the reason I don't like it. See, I love this podcast, it's helping me realize things. That's the reason I don't like it because it involves your mind, your body, your eyes. Like. That's why I also don't really watch movies or Netflix. I'm not a series and movies person. I get into them sometimes. I'm not like saying I don't ever enjoy them, but I can't remember the last time I watched a series. Like the last time I seriously sat down and watched a series, I watched a few episodes of Dahmer, of the Jeffrey Dahmer show. And then it got weird. After like four or five episodes, I started seeing guys in my neighborhood that looked like him. And I was just like, yo, I don't wanna see you anymore. Before that, I I watched Stranger Things. When that comes out, I will binge watch that-ish to the very end. But other than that, I get into seasons and movies occasionally. Like the other time, maybe like two months ago, I went to the movie theater to watch Magic Mike with my girl. That was really fun. You know, that was like more of an experience. I've watched maybe two movies in 2023 and one of them I fell asleep halfway through because it's just taking too much of my energy and my time and my attention. It's just like stuff that fully absorbs every part of your being is just too much sometimes, and I appreciate it. I do appreciate content and movies and stuff. I just know that I like music, I like listening. So every day I'm cooking and every day I'm cleaning, riding my bike, I'm listening to podcast music or a YouTube video. A YouTube video and I just, you know, I don't really watch the video. So for me, managing my time, that's the best way to do it. While you're hanging up your laundry, you could be learning a new skill right while you are cooking a meal you're learning a new skill or you're calling a friend or you're listening to music while you're working out is obviously the perfect time to listen to music while you're showering like you can manage your time and get more than one thing done if you're not being all consumed on these apps and it's like those apps cause so much stress and anxiety see this whole episode is coming full circle it's always going to come full circle so just manage your time, really. Ask yourself, why do you need to scroll for more than 10 minutes a day? What are you expecting to find at the end of that scroll? That endless scroll, that casinos, y'all know casinos use this technology to keep their clients addicted to the slot machines, the lights, the never ending scrolling, the the hearts, the taps. Oh, there's nothing better than double tapping and feel that little, that little heartbeat when you like a picture or you like a message. I love that double tap. Who doesn't love the double tap? Exactly, get the fuck off Instagram, get the fuck off TikTok. Even if you're a creator, you know most creators probably are not on those apps all the time. They create for a few hours and then they post and then they leave, right? You don't have to be consumed with that shit, that marketing shit. 
And you also don't have to do anything anybody else doesn't want to do. Because I feel like I've just been hearing so much relationship advice and so much money advice and so much advice from people that it's like, I appreciate it because there are some people who I would love to emulate their bank account. There are some people who have a great physique and I want to know what they're eating. There's some people that have seemingly a good relationship and I might want to hear what they have to say. So I do appreciate people's advice, but the best advice that you could ever take is to take your own. Take your own advice, listen to your own intuition and do your thing, boo. That's my birthday wisdom. That's what I'm learning. And don't ever let anybody have you triggered. Don't ever let somebody drag up the old unhealed version, regressed version of yourself. Don't ever be that regressed version of yourself, honey. That's the best thing I felt for today. I was like, yikes. You will never have me uncomposed ever again. Always keep your cool. Always keep your composure. There's nothing better than feeling classy and knowing you won by not being a loser. There's nothing worse. So like, uh, y'all know how it is. You wanna leave with your head held up high. And that's why I usually get what I want. It's funny because I was in the airport this weekend and there was this pregnant lady like, okay, we're at the baggage going through security. The bags get scanned. And then, you know, my bag and her bag have to go to the side. There's a few people in front of both of us. And then she goes before me and she's like kind of tapping on the window and yelling at the guy like, yo, I need to get this bottle for my baby. Like my baby really needs to drink. Like she kind of had an attitude about it. And I get it. Like your baby needs to eat some food. I totally get that. It's a child. But it's also like, ma'am, it's not actually life or death. What's the difference between your kid waiting 90 more seconds to have my bag checked first? Like I didn't say anything to her. I stood there with a very nice posture, both hands in front of me. Like there's a certain way that I stand when I really, it's not manipulation, but when you really just need things to go your way and you just need to get to your flight, you you know, you have to be calm and collected. And she wasn't being calm and collected and she slowed herself down and the guy's like scanning her baby bottles and it's this whole thing. And then because she's causing a commotion over there, another guard comes to me, looks at my bag and says, hey, never mind, you're good, just go ahead. It's like, yep, thank you. You know what I mean? Just like, thank you so much. Like I stood there in silence not causing any scenes. And look, I got my bag way faster than the lady that wanted to cause a scene and be all uncomposed and triggered and stuff. Like you have a child, yet you're acting like a child. And she eventually got her bottles and the baby was fine, right? So it's the same if you get a message from somebody and you have a choice, you can be kind to them or you can cuss them out, right? It's the same if, now there's certain certain situations where I agree, you're not gonna be able to keep your composure. like. If somebody's actually attacking you, I mean, yeah, it's good to keep your composure because you're gonna be able to be more cool, calm, collected and make a decision. But what I'm saying is, I go to cryotherapy every day almost, almost every day, which is negative 110 degrees Celsius, which is negative 170 degrees Fahrenheit, really cold. And it's taught me how to emotionally regulate in the face of death. Because you go into a chamber where that is cold enough to kill you, and because of that, your body shuts down anything that it doesn't need to survive in the moment including a lot of your thoughts because your brain has a lot of parts and nerve waves and pathways. So the ones that are not essential go away. And you realize, damn, in the grand scheme of things, 99.9% of stuff isn't worth worrying about. Worrying about something over and over again, repeating some trauma story is not gonna change the ending unless you wanna choose to step into a timeline where that event never occurred, but that's some deeper stuff for another podcast. But like, for real, it's not gonna change the ending and the story's gonna get boring. So just don't be worried and repeating 
don't worry about anything. Nothing is worth worrying about unless you're actually about to die. And even then, you're probably not even going to worry that much because if you know you're about to die, you're chilling. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to fucking do? You're on your deathbed and you know you're dying. That's it. You knew what it was. You're not going to be scared. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm weird. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if I'm oversharing. I don't care if you like me because I love me. I have to. Self-love is self-preservation because I've realized at 34, I don't like the word older, but the more time you spend in this plane, plane meaning 3D plane of, of existence, you have to stay sane. You gotta stay sane. With the more knowledge you have, with the more experience, with the more understanding and awareness of how inconceivable the universe actually is, you know, you can end up in a constant state of existential doom and crisis. You could end up having anxiety and panic attacks and all these things. You have to accept the fact we're gonna die. That's what cryotherapy has taught me, complete acceptance of life and death. Not because I'm perfect, not because I'm a sage, but I'm also not gonna dim my light. I'm not gonna dim the fact that, yo, I'm elevated mentally. I feel it. I know I can have anything. I know I can create my existence. And I'm so proud of myself right now because I was tired. And I was like, ah, trying to come up with an excuse to make a podcast. But I sat there and I was like, you can't use the word integrity if you don't have any. You're not gonna sit there and pat yourself on the back for work you didn't do. And I believe in, I believe in rest and I believe in the whole feminine and ease and relaxation. But I was literally looking outside because I live in my dream home right now. My apartment is phenomenal. And I was like, never forget what it took to get you here and never underestimate what it's gonna take to get you there. Because what got you here won't get you there. And I'm ready for the next level. My life is cool and I know it can be better. And sometimes you gotta man up and hustle. As a woman with pink nails, long hair, small waist, cute face, contour, makeup, dresses. As a very feminine woman, sometimes you gotta man the fuck up and do what you need to do and hustle and be a boss. Not all the time. Don't burn yourself out. That's the thing, like I said, I'm the balance. I talk about both sides and then we bring it to a balance because the whole time I was saying, you gotta rest, you gotta not stress. Not stressing isn't the same thing as hustling. Hustling and stress aren't the same thing. If you choose to associate those things together, they can be, but I love hustling. I love when you're in that masculine flow and you're closing deals and you're hustling and you're working on something, you're creating. Creating and flowing and hustling to me is almost all the same thing. Cause sometimes you gotta hustle a bit. Like creating and ease and flow is beautiful, but have you ever practiced an instrument? You run scales and scales and scales. You, you, you play scale over and over and over again. That's like a form of hustling. Repetition is like hustling. You wanna get better in the gym? Reps and sets, baby. 20 reps, 10 more reps, 30 more seconds. That's what it takes, that's man shit. That's also woman shit, baby. I love men and I love women. I love everyone. Trans, intersex, whoever you wanna be, be you. But that's the thing. Be your best self, be blessed. And I'm gonna check y'all out in the next episode. Make sure if you have any questions about my online personal training, you can go and apply at my website, aminazinafitness.com. Feel free to check out my courses, all my links and please be sure to leave me a five-star rating in iTunes. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate it. It's free. It's free and you get what you give. 
if you support me, people will support you, right? We get what we give. So support yourself by supporting me. We can spread the stay fit, stay lit message to all of our friends, build this community. Who knows? Maybe we'll have an event together one day. Because I hope that, because I feel really weird. I feel like not misunderstood, but I know I'm just weird. And I know we're all weird. So hopefully by me just allowing myself to be me, you feel like you're able to be you a little bit more. So mwah. See you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you learned something useful and enjoyed what you listened to. And if you did, please feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and post it in your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag me at Aminazina underscore fitness because I want to meet you and I want to shout you out. So thanks again. And until the next time, stay fit, stay lit.